Welcome to the Four Geeks Podcast, where we share everything about business, technology, growth marketing, and provide advice on how startups can build their products and predict revenue. Thank you for tuning in. Don't miss our new episodes every week. This podcast is produced by Four Geeks Productions. Hi guys, and welcome back to our new episode of the Four Geeks podcast. So today we are going a bit further into the IT culture and recruiting. So we have an amazing guest with us. She has more than 10 years of experience as a talent acquisition professional, has been immersively successful in creating a network of national and international candidates and startup hiring. She also has experience in implementing initiatives and processes of which support the startup culture and drive employee engagement. Uh, and her name is Joanna Alfaro. So it's <laughs> great of having you here. Thank you, Maya. And what, what a wonderful uh, introduce, introduction. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm super happy to be uh, with you guys. And well, I hope that this will be a, a helpful conversation. I'm really excited in talking to you. I have zero experience in recruiting. I'm a marketing major. So I really want to get more of your insights. And um, I basically wanted to know a few about your background. What did you study and how it helped you become the IT recruiter that you are today? Okay, sure. Well, uh, believe it or not, I'm a psychologist. Uh, I supposed to be in a in a room with patients and everything, but no. <laughs> I think that probably I have like a mini developer inside, and that's why I decide to move to the talent acquisition uh, background or career path. Um, and I think that definitely uh, it was lucky. <laughs> it was something like that just come out, came out to me and and because I, when I was working at manpower that was my first um, um, experience work experience um, it was uh, the time that the all the companies uh, dedicated to development started to come to Costa Rica and well they opened some positions <laughs> and Nobody was like super happy to start to look for those positions and said like, well, okay, I will do it. You and wanted to try things out <laughs> and it yes, worked. And, 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 I, and I like it. I really like it. I really enjoy to interview this kind of profiles. I learn a lot every day. And actually uh, like three years ago or something like that, I started to take some uh, courses in web development and, and all those things. I'm involved in different uh, communities and the uh, JavaScript community and WordPress community here in Costa Rica and in other countries. Uh, because, yes, I always said that I have a mini dev inside. That's why I like it and enjoy it. <laughs> no, that's great. And it's really exciting to hear that you actually enjoy your job. One of my other questions was if it's strictly necessary to have like a technical background. You being a psychology major and then getting more um, information in regards to IT and stuff? Like, do you think well, that's... Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't think that it's necessary. I think that you need to be, like, more, like, curious because you need to, like, make your own research about the profiles. And, and well, I have a lot of friends that are developers or they're in the designing, designing uh, career path. 
and they have been sharing with me a lot of information. Um, but it's super important to always be sure that the, the information that you get is not the only information that you will have because the developers get mad when you're reading just questions or you're <laughs> just talking about things and that they know that you don't have a clue about the topics or about the skills. So it's very important to understand the profile. And that's why I have a couple of friends that I always call them. I say like, okay, hey, Wiki. So can you explain me this um, in order to me to know, like, or to understand it, like, uh, like as a regular person, right? Not as a developer. Yeah. And that definitely helped me a lot um, to uh, understand the profile and also to understand how I can get more candidates and or how I can approach them and engage them because all the time uh, this is like an continuous head hunting in this in this area you never can only wait uh, for an applicant you will yeah. never get uh, the right one mm -hmm. No, and I think those skills that you've mentioned actually apply in every job. I mean, you have to be open-minded, you have to be open to learning new skills, and it helps you go a long way. I mean, obviously, you have 10 years and more of experience, so it's helped yeah. you out a lot. Um, let's talk about like reviewing the candidates. So what happens when you start looking at a resume to the like hiring process? What are the steps that you take? Yeah, well, I... I received the job description. That's not true. <laughs> I never have a, a job description. I always receive like, okay, we need Java developers or we need whatever that we're looking. Um, it's it's something that definitely I think that all the companies should improve um, to uh, to have like a real job description. So that kind of things help us in order to attract more talent. But well, as soon as I, I I get most of the information that I can. Uh, well, I start with with my my first uh, social network in my leg that is LinkedIn, <laughs> and I start to look for the profiles. Uh, I start to contact all candidates or friends that can refer me someone. Um, and yes, we start with the headhunting. Um, I try to not share a lot of information through email, and I know that probably all the developers will say yes, and I hate it because. I, there, I always want to know everything in the first email, but definitely that's not the best approach because when you always send or when you only send all the information through email, there's not engagement in there. You have to talk with the person. You need to to establish that, like that rapport with the, the candidate and, and explain them more about the, the project, explain them more about your um your experience with the company and, of course, uh, the negotiation part, the, the money part that is very important. It is not just to say, like, okay, I want 10K per month and, well, tell you me you're going to get it, yes, and, and, and I will apply as well. So, But, yes, it happened a lot. Um, but, yes, I, I start to, to contact them and as soon as I receive answers that they are interested in knowing more about the, the, the option, I start to schedule the interviews, um, and well, if they're if we're okay in both both sides with the salary expectation and, and all the information, I I well I schedule a technical interview that we always um, like apply a technical interview in order to know that we are sending good candidates to the client, and well, then it's it's according to the uh, the client's process. That's mostly the steps. 
No, that's uh, great. I mean, I think it's really important, as you said, um, in sending the email because you want to kind of want the candidates to be wanting more, wanting more yeah. research. But what you mentioned about the companies, they should definitely put like, okay, I need those specific skills. And just so that we candidates know like, okay, I can apply to these jobs because I have this and this and this. And it would make things a lot easier from our end as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing that I wanted to ask you, like personally, now since I've been working, my parents would be like, okay, you have to be really careful about the stuff that you post on social media. And I think it kind of depends because I'm definitely a different person in LinkedIn than I am on Facebook. <laughs> and I shouldn't be judged about what I post. I mean, we obviously um, try to project ourselves in the best way, especially in LinkedIn. So what do you think about that? Do you think we should review like social media or only LinkedIn? What do you think about that? Well, it's it depends because there is a lot of groups at this moment that allowed you to apply to different positions uh, like on Facebook. So if you have like certain or very specifics, um, believe, 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 I, I don't know the word, the right words. Beliefs. Um, yes, beliefs. Uh, and, and those beliefs are not like socially accepted. So I think that is not something that you should <laughs> share in your Facebook profile if you will apply um, yeah. to a job in uh, through that um, uh, network, right? Because uh, we need to be very clear. By example, if you check my, my LinkedIn profile, uh, I have like a very specific look and, and everybody knows me because my hair and, and everything. But it's the same probably picture that I'm using on my, on my Facebook. And I try to not to share like very specific things because every my, my Facebook is basically one of my tools as well. So yeah. that's important to, to, to be clear, right? And to be very specific. If you want to keep your private life as, as, as private, private life yeah so you you should not use facebook uh, to apply for a position um even though if you have a uh, your your facebook like private or so uh there's a lot of things that some companies it's not my case um because i i think that that well everybody is applying for a technical position not a for the personal position but it's there are some things that happened that that came out in in a call or they came out like during like the conversations. I I don't like to like to apply but like a very strict uh, interview because it's very like inside a box. Even though if you're like trying to get more information uh, about soft skills or or by example, I used to work in a company when where the we have like an open alcohol culture. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was very cool, actually. <laughs> but uh, imagine that someone is like someone that they have uh, alcohol issues. So I, I, I should ask since the beginning, yeah, because there is something like that should be personal, but it was involved on the culture of the company. So I think that that's the, that kind of things are definitely uh, things that, that as a recruiter, you need to check if you have like a very specific thing uh, on your culture company that you need to know that nobody will get upset or, or I don't know, uh, hurt or sad or whatever feeling yeah. that they can feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know oh, if I, uh, I, I, I answered the question. 
No, of course. Uh, we kind of talk about multiple topics at once. No, but I think that's uh, great. Definitely, like every company has its own uh, values. So it's important yeah. as well to know that the candidates fits into that, as you mentioned. Exactly. Um, I mean, for those who are not watching, like in video, Joanna has this amazing pink hair that I'm definitely <laughs> jealous of. Um, yeah, I mean, one of my um, experiences in remote working, I, I had my Britney moment where I had like a shaved head. So I was worried about like, you know, how does my appearance look? Are they going to think that I'm unprofessional because of my hairstyle or something? So that's actually some of the concerns that we actually have in regards to recruiting like i mean you obviously want to look professional but i think it's important also to remain true to yourself you know mm -hmm. yeah i think that definitely is according of the core business or or the 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 business ex yes itself of the of, of your path or the, your career path um because it's different if you want to work in a bank yeah or if you're the developer right um uh, I start my my career um, into companies that they were very serious, even though I have like my specific look at that time <laughs> as well. I was like super blonde, like Barbie blonde. And the, everybody was like, that's not like super real, but I, I, I love fate. I love it. It's my thing. I, 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 I mean, it's I, your yes. personality. Why should exactly, you exactly. Yeah. And at that time, the thing was that I was not able to get tattoos, like uh, visible tattoos or, or, or those things. But so you need to take uh, care and, and to know exactly what is the career path that you want to follow and the kind of companies that are your target. Um, because in this side that it is something that always my best friend that he's a recruiter as well but he works in a very uh prestigious university here in costa rica and he is always in contact with very high talent and like a very corporate talent the time that he sh showed uh, them my profile on linkedin everybody was like okay her her and uh, and he was like yes but he recruit in a very specific uh business yeah. that Nobody cares about her. Her. It's actually something that she has been working on it because that is my perf uh, my personal branding. I, I I have been creating my personal branding since like probably five or more years ago, and everybody probably won't uh, remember my name. They but they will remember my hair. Uh, yeah, so specific traits specifically. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So so it's important to know that it's not like that. You it, the professionalism. Um, in your profile, it's according to the core business of your career path. That's, yeah. I think, that the match. If you want to work in, in the government, even though I, I can, I see sometimes people here, like uh, cashiers or, or in other uh, positions, that they have tattoos, but they have to use long sleeves. So, yeah, actually. Uh, yeah, but it's not like that there are, like, uh, 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 there was, like, a couple of years ago that there, I was interviewed by a very prestigious company here in Costa Rica, that probably the girl it's in this, this interview she will remember um, that they asked me uh, to change my, I, I was like the finalist of the position and it was a very good position, but they want me to change my, my herd and they want me to use long sleeves in Heredia. The here in Heredia is like a hell. It's super hot and everything. I was like, okay, so, you're hiring me because of my skills or you're hiring me because of my color, the color of my hair or my tattoos. 
And actually, I told her, so you're you're discriminating me. And I think that this is a very uncomfortable uh, like conversation. Yeah. And I will just finish the call now. And I will try to forget this forever, never, and never. But and she was an HR person. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it happens. But you, I don't know. Probably I'm kind of like a fighter or something. But <laughs> I don't think that 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 you should accept that kind of thing because if you accept that that things the first time you probably will continue accepting other things and and it's not it's not uh something fair for you so uh when reviewing the resumes that come like or that you search for um what are the things that mostly catch your eye so is it like the soft skills or the technical skills that um make you want to reach out to the candidate uh, okay, well, definitely the technical skills, because even though uh, some candidates include like uh, soft skills, like I'm very re reliable or responsible or, I don't know, easygoing person. Um, or teamwork. We yes, all that's super <laughs> weird because if, if it's, it's like if you're writing your own recommendation letter, right, or if your mom is writing your recommendation letter. <laughs> It's not like very possible that you will find something negative in there. So that's why definitely it's important to apply uh, or to have like a, the, the call, right? And I always, uh, I, I have been working remotely for the last three years. So all my interviews I are um, through video. Um, so it's very important to try to read the, the uh, body language of the candidates. Uh, sorry. Is it remote it's work okay. with my dogs? <laughs> uh, so, and yes, and, and trying to like to understand their soft skills and, and also if they will have to work with another developers or if this is something like that is like a solo position. So it's 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 important to, to include on your resume like a very detailed uh, description of the project that you're working and the stack that you're using and also like a summary about the company that you're working with. Um, because sometimes it's super funny. Today actually was interviewing a, a guy that he is uh, from Honduras and he has been working with mostly companies from Honduras and he's applying for a position in the US. And I told him like, okay, so the gringo doesn't know anything about Telecable or the other companies that are based in Honduras. So you need to trying to share the information that it will be something like universal, that you, you, you should not understand the culture or you, uh, or you should not uh, know about the, the kind of companies that are in your country in order to understand the kind of uh, company that you're working with, the project and also the stack. And trying to be more creative because I have been receiving like a lot, like tons of resumes that went, okay, if you're a developer and your task, developing the application. No, of course. <laughs> so let's try to include more information, trying try to be more accurate about the, the your task and, and be more, I don't know, um, like like try to, to get you like more, um, uh, I don't know how to say it, um, but yes, be more fair about your information. Be more fair about all the tasks that you have. Not only that if you're a developer, you're developing. <laughs> That's super, yeah. like, not. Yeah, I think 
important like to um, name specific what projects you've been involved in and how they've helped because that really um, gets along with the company. Okay, they can work with us with this project and they'll be able to import these skills. So that would help a lot. Now, you said uh, you've worked uh, remotely for three years, yeah. even before the pandemic. Has yeah. it changed your everyday life or...? Uh, well, uh, yes, I miss the drinks with my friends, <laughs> but no, no, definitely, um, it, it's, it's like a lifestyle. It's something like that. Um, I, I always try to, to share this, uh, the, the, the experience and the information that I have been gathering during these years, because it's super different to be remote than if you're working, uh, if you're working from home. Or if you have like um, home office uh, possibilities, so it's it's very. I'm sorry, it's very uh, different when you're working remotely because you're allowed to move your office whatever you want. If you want to have your office this week in an Airbnb in the beach, go ahead because it's not important because you only need a good internet connection, your skills, and your computer in this case. Um, but if you're working from home, the, it's it's like like very uh, a very different position because it's super weird that the uh, the people that are in charge to track your performance um, <laughs> usually they think that if you're working from home, you're like losing your time and like if the people can just uh, check Facebook and their offices or they they can procrastinate a lot <laughs> during the day yeah. um, but also you have to have that the culture of the remote work right uh, so you need to know that you need to prepare yourself for a day that is a work day you need to get up early take your bath take your breakfast and I'm not I'm, I'm not saying that you have to put your suit or something <laughs> but you need to to do like um or, or you need to look like if you're going to the to the to the office, right? Uh, and and there is something like that it will help you like to mind in your yeah. day that you're working, and also when you finish, um, close it, right? There are a lot of people that I know they're they're work uh, from their bed, or they're working from their uh, from their living rooms, um, and there that's not healthy because you need to establish your specific station for your work by example um i have my office and as soon as i finish and i close my computer and everything i close the door well the, this is a small gate because i have cats so i can't close doors here but that is like a, like the stop of my day and I, in short i have all my things setting um setting up in in my uh, in my cell phone and everything and so I can review some emails and everything, but I will not do like major uh, yeah. work uh, on my on my on my cell phone. But yes, that that's something like that. I I think that probably the the things that I'm like most um, miss during this time is like the yes, I was completely at home all the time, but I was able Isolated. to go out and everything. When I finish it now, now, yes, I am completely. Uh, mm -hmm. I now speak cat and barb and 
that kind of things. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think we all are going through the same. I mean, I'm a huge supporter of remote working uh, just because it opens up a lot of doors to you. Yeah. I'm living in Uruguay and working with a company in Costa Rica or another country. So it really helps you um, like get a wide range of talent. Yeah. So you don't have to stick around just for Costa Rica. You're able to see all the candidates in Latin America, for example. Yeah. But what you said about the environment, I think it helps out a lot, even to like um, place like a balance between your personal and work life. Obviously, for example, I think it depends on each person, but I, I feel more distracted going to an office because there's going to be rumors. People are going to say, oh, did you hear this and this? And they're not going to let me work. So at home, I can get into the mindset of, okay, this is my desk. This is what I'm going to do. This is my um, hours that I'm going to work. And you kind of get into the mindset, okay, there's obviously going to be some distractions. There's going to be cats. There's going to be people talking. But you kind of get into, like, uh, work mode and kind of mm -hmm. concentrate on what you're doing. So yeah. to hear you say that actually just reinforces me, and it's great to hear that. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, uh, one of the other questions I was going to ask you, uh, now you obviously view a lot of candidates, you do a lot of interviews. Do you think it's more important to have like uh, extensive technical experience or would you consider a candidate that maybe is like self-taught and has like a high level of productivity? Well, that's something that is not like completely uh, about me because I'm not like the final um, decision maker, right? Mm -hmm. But definitely, I always try to encourage the clients to try to open their minds and not look only for seniors mm -hmm. uh, because you need to train the people and you need to open possibilities for the people that need uh, to just to, to start their career path and to get the experience and all those things. It's very difficult, but it 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 happens. Um, but I, in, in this specific area, I think that there is something that the most of the junior developers, so mostly of the most of the the, the people that are just uh, finishing their university, are not like taking the advantage that they just need to develop. They all the code is the same if you're coding <laughs> your own projects and if you're coding. The project for the company, the, the the code doesn't change. It's not like if you're like, by example, doing your marketing for your own, uh, I don't know, necklace uh, uh, businessito, than if you're doing like a May or a campaign of marketing for Coca Cola. Yeah. I don't know. It's super different. So I always encourage like the people that doesn't have a, a lot of experience and they're they just kept complaining about the opportunities. So open your opportunities. So start your own business. Even though it's not something like they, they you will get paid, but uh, start your application and start to study. Uh, all the developers have a lot of, uh, of opportunities to learn new languages because if it's something open source, all the information is online. Or there is a lot of platforms that you will pay like $10 for, for a very good course and, and you will get that knowledge and you are able to to put it in practice but everybody is just complaining 
No, there's not opportunities because everybody wants to get paid since the beginning. My yeah. first uh, job opportunity, it was a practice that I spent like eight months from my life. Thank you to my mom and my grandma that they bought me a lot of clothes because I have to go like very dress up. And, and they paid all my lunches and all my, 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 my expense in that time. But I spent eight months without a payment. And when they hired me, they paid oh. me like $400. And it was basically the same. But it was something like that you need to, to get, like, to have, uh, like, your, your, um, your target very cleared. And you need to know that everything will have a cost. It's not that easy since the beginning. Yeah. Uh, probably... In the future, will get more easier, but you will find another obstacles. It's it's life. That's why you need to get paid for your job because <laughs> it was something super easy and super funny every single day and every single minute. It will be something that the people will do by free. No, definitely. And I think like as college graduate or people that are soon to be graduate, it's definitely a stressful environment uh, trying to get job opportunities. Obviously, they're going to ask you for for entry level. They're going to ask you for a year or two years of experience, but nobody has given you the opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, as you said, there's a lot of information on the Internet. You can take courses. You can do this. And I think it's important to be like uh, persistent in your journey because obviously you're gonna get rejected it's yeah. inevitable I mean you kind of it's harsh but it's important like to stick to your dreams if you want to work as a developer if you want to do marketing major like make sure you're constantly learning new skills uh, that you can apply to your job and just keep trying I mean eventually you're gonna find something even if you're proactive if you're a good uh, teammate you know so I mean something's gonna happen at the end um, now, what type of tips would you give like to the engineering community to stand out in an interview? Hmm. Well, definitely you should be prepared for your call. Um, there's a lot of interviews that, that, well, I did because it was like uh, something that I need to to do at that moment because the position was like an urgent position as usual <laughs> but they have their i don't know they forget the the call so they're on the car they take the 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 call from the car or um they're like having lunch with their kids oh or, wow yeah or uh, i don't know um if they I know that everybody is working. I'm not, and, and probably, well, the, the time zones sometimes help me, but sometimes it's my, my same time zone. So I will not have like a lot of uh, availability, uh, like to have more, more interviews later or something like that. So if you will have like a call with your manager or something, cancel the call. It's not something like very, like, um, professional to have a call with someone typing at the same time because everybody is yeah. writing sometimes happen and it, and it happened a lot uh, but you need to be like focused on the call you need to have like a uh, try to not uh, do your calls I don't know on the on the garden or something like that with a lot of of distractions or noise um, and trying to 
to make your research about the company. That's something like that always, I, I always start my interviews with, okay, I, I, I want to know if you, um, have you ever heard about the company or if you had a chance to take a look of our website or you made your own research about us. No, I was super busy. I, I, I couldn't. <laughs> Oh, because you work like 24-7 hours. Yes, I, I'm sorry because I'm super <laughs> unconscious that, that you was like super busy. And they're, no, I'm super busy. Or the other answer that I always hate that is, uh, you know what? I'm in seven different um, processes at this moment. Uh, so I get confused. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so it's not like that super professional. The thing is that I think that sometimes the developers... Uh, like take the the advantage that the, the, they know that the companies need them, so they yeah. they have a like a very different behavior <laughs> than a regular <laughs> candidate. Uh, but well, yes, it, for a regular maybe for for juniors or for mid levels, I will say that yes, that definitely you you should make your research about the company, and if it's possible to ask. Uh, before the call to to get your information regarding the the position, so you will have questions uh, at that moment. And I think that something that is very important, and I always love that kind of questions. That is when the people ask me how I start with the company and how um, for for how long I have been working with the company and if I enjoy to work with the company, um, or if it's a freelance and position. I always trying to share with the candidates if they ask me like the culture of the company because it's very important sometimes the people is only only looking for salaries increases or for benefits or things like that and I think that there's certain moment uh, during your life when you get like a lot of money and you get like a lot of benefits that that you need to be more careful about the kind of company that you're choosing and also mm -hmm. the kind of environment and to be sure what kind of uh, uh, what kind of, of of the rest of your I don't know career path you will have? By example, in my case, at this moment, at this moment I will not like to have a position that it will be in a, in an office. I don't like it. Um, I love to be remotely, and I hope that this pandemic will finish soon, and I will be able to go back and have my office during a week on the beach or on the mountain. And if I have uh, can. Um, travel but it it I, I i i know that at my age and and my life as a professional that's something that i, I will not change it and it's that and so you need to be clear because sometimes the people accept in a position only for the salary but they have to go to the office every single day and they hate it so they will resign in six months because they will get like super tired and they will get sick about the job and probably it was yeah. a good job but not for them because they wouldn't, if, if they wouldn't be more like clear with the company and with their self, that kind of things you can avoid. It. No, definitely. I think it um, in these specific times that we're all like looking for jobs, it's certainly uh, we get carried away for a specific salary or benefits, but we definitely have to um, be in the mindset of, okay, can I grow in this company? Do I see myself in exactly. a year, two years in this? Because obviously um, we're going to get paid, we're going to get benefits, but how is this company 
gonna go with me? Are we gonna, are, am I gonna have a good relationship with my boss, with my coworkers? So that definitely, I mean, what if you, okay, if, if you like going to the office, but you don't get along with any of your coworkers. Mm-hmm. I mean, these little things, people think that it may be um, not so important, but at the end, like your mental health, even, I mean, yeah. it's important to be very clear of what you want in a job as well. And yeah. I personally, at the beginning, when I started working, I used to be very nervous. I used to study like what type of questions they would ask. But I think at the end, and if you've been interviewing for a few years, you've kind of uh, learned that the interviewer is a person just like you. You can talk to that person and remain professional. So asking about how's your day, if you obviously you need to have research of the company that you want, you have to know what they do what is expected from you. So I agree with you completely in regards to that. So uh, let's talk about like your fellow recruiters. What advice would you give to like a new IT recruiter that doesn't know how to start or how to <laughs> Okay, that's, that's, that's difficult. <laughs> For, uh, well, um, I think that at this time, most of the positions are in this area. So there are not like a lot of options and most of the recruiters accept these positions because they need a job, not mm-hmm. because they are interested in continue in this in this uh, business. But if they start because they are like very uh, motivated about the position and they, I don't know, want to, to know more about the technical uh, area or whatever that they want to know, I think that they need to be very clear that it's a very frustrating position um, because you need you will never uh, be able to just do a, uh, like to post your position and to receive as as I mentioned at the beginning to receive the right candidates. Um, I have to be uh, I have to confess that I'm able to do that things, but I have been working in this area for more than 15 years and. And most of them are always like uh, most of the candidates know that in, on my profile they will find um, the kind of position that they are looking for. And I'm very lucky at this moment that also my my freelance uh, clients they always look for uh, remote positions. So if they are looking for a remote position, they know that they have to take a look at my profile and they will always look uh, find the um, options there. But yes, it's a very frustrating position because you will probably uh, need to contact, I don't know, 100 uh, candidates in order to receive one answer. And sometimes that answer is, uh, thank you very much, but I'm not interested. So you need to, to have like a lot of, of you, you need to be very, um, per, um, I forgot the word. Yes, I know. I don't remember. Perseverance. Um, yeah, yes, that word. He's not, he's not able to pronounce that. So, yes, you need to be very, very proactive and you need to be very creative also because it's not just the, like that you will find the right candidates always looking in the same way or always looking in the, uh, with the same um, keywords. Um, you need to always be uh, trying to be in contact uh, with the different communities. If you know that if you're in your country, have like, I don't know, meetups or they have like, um, I don't know, reunions that they will share some information, go. And yeah. if you're not understanding anything, 
that's not a, the problem. The thing is that you need to, you need to be a networker. When you're a technical recruiter, and I think that it's something that they probably will apply in, in, in any field, if you're a recruiter, you're a seller. So, and you do all your cold calls every single day or your cold emails, and you always have the need to engage the candidates because nobody's looking for a new position. So it's according to the speech that you apply and it's according how, I don't know, um, a very good, yes, a very good seller or a very good uh, speaker <laughs> you are, and you will be able to engage that person and, and to convince it, convince him or convince her that, that that's the best option for them. Uh, but yes, I, I think that that's the, the, probably the main three things that you need to be very patient, you need to be very creative, um, and probably that you need to have wine at home. <laughs> <laughs> that's a huge part one of the most yeah, important definitely yes 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 i think that my mom got it when she she when she always was like i think that you're spending a lot of money on the wine when i think that she now get it <laughs> 15 years after she she get it <laughs> no it's definitely necessary yeah. and like with all the years of experience you've been able to create um an amazing network even with linkedin uh whenever i see uh your job postings i always like them and share uh so my network as well can see them but i'm seeing constantly people commenting people referring someone else so that definitely has helped you out a lot yeah definitely yeah it, it, it has been a, a hard work because well i i have been building my network for more than 10 years and all the contacts that I have. And, and um, there are like people that always are, even though they're not in the technological area, they're sharing and they're always liking, as you said, my post sense and that there is something like that I really appreciate because definitely helps me to increase my network. But for the, like the, for the last, I think the two years that I accomplished that 20,000 contacts on LinkedIn, I have to be very picky because I only have like 10,000 contacts that <laughs> I need to spend very wisely because there is a moment when you are not able to include more um, um, contacts on your LinkedIn. And but yes, it's 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 very nice to to be able to know or or to be in contact with people that needs your help. Um, like six months ago, I received this uh, message through LinkedIn from a guy that he was like in another completely core business. And he was like, okay, I think that I, I was not able to um, to get all the positions that I have been applying because something happened with my LinkedIn. Uh, and I think that you're the right person to help me. And it was like, okay, why? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is that I I saw his, his LinkedIn profile and yes, he was working with a company where they have like a very specific names for their possessions. And I was like, okay, tell me about your task. And he was like, okay, okay. I did this and this and this and that. Okay, you're a QA engineer from a manufacturing company. So <laughs> change that name. It was a very cool name, but it only mattered in that company. So, and, and nobody and actually, else knows what it is. Yes. And also include your task, my friend, because yeah. nobody will guess then uh, what was your 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 position about exactly. And yes, like two months after that, 
um, he sent me an email that he got a position. He was very, very happy. And I was, oh, yes, and I would get chilled every time that I received that kind of feedback because he was very happy. And, and it's something like that if I have time, I always try to do. Because the other day, at, uh, a friend of mine told me, like, Joa, I need a template uh, because I need to update my resume and you're the, the expert and, and I create this this template with it, that is very specific like with the structures and everything because nobody knows how to fill a resume. Nobody mm, receive like a class yeah, how to we create just wing resume. it. And it's always a mess. <laughs> it's <laughs> always a mess. Of, uh, if you're not receiving like a 20 pages resume that includes like the name of their parents and there's <laughs> civil situation and like information that is, is not related to your position. It's a one page resume that I need to guess everything with a lot of colors and the picture that is not something that you need to include in your resume. Um, and there's a lot of information that sometimes is not necessary or there's a lot of information that is <laughs> always <laughs> not necessary. So, yes, I, I always try to, to help um, the people when, when asked me. For, for that kind of, of tips. Yep. No, that, that would be really is interesting, like getting to know what specifically should go on your resume, how it should look, because I've definitely changed mine like three or four times or even more, more than I care to actually admit. Um, but I definitely have learned to keep it short and keep it very consistent in what specific task. Because let's be honest, everybody embellishes on their resume. Like customer service, we put that we do like a bunch of different tasks, even if mm -hmm. we were just inbound or outbound calls. No. So um, I think it's really important and it's amazing that you're able to help so many people out. I think having like a clear idea of what is actually necessary specifically on what you actually do is like a huge help. Um, we definitely have to be like a lot careful of who we accept in LinkedIn because we see candidates sometimes wanting something more than professional and not knowing yeah. that it's actually like a, a for a job. LinkedIn is a mess. Yeah, so we can definitely work on that. Yeah, but, definitely. Yeah. Um, yes, there's uh, there's a lot of, of, of people that I have been um, checking their uh, their LinkedIn and they're like lovely father and lovely husband and there's like and there's <laughs> the title of their position is like okay I think that you need to research about what LinkedIn is about yeah but yes there's a lot of of mistakes no definitely I think we should I mean. We have certain platforms that you can say that you're married or that you have kids, but I think LinkedIn should be specifically for your work experience and work skills. Because, um, for example, last time I was in LinkedIn, obviously I'm not a recruiter. I just have connection with mutual friends and stuff. So I got this connection and I got this message and it said like, oh, you don't look a Nicaraguan. And I was what? like, okay, what am I supposed to look like? And it was, um, I mean, it can be a, sort of an innocent way to start a conversation, but we have to keep in mind that it's for work. It's not exactly. to it's try to start keep something it professional. Else. Keep it Definitely. professional. So I ended up blocking that person. I mean, <laughs> yeah, please, please, <laughs> please. 
No, I did. I mean, I was curious. I mean, how are we supposed to look? How does how do I look different from you that you're Costa Rican and I'm Nicaraguan? Do we look any different? I don't think so. We're all the same. But yeah, yeah. no, no. Where there is people that is kind of uh, in the wrong, (laughs) I don't know, place in the life. But well, there is something that that yes, it it happens a lot. There's um. Sometimes you will find that kind of, of people, but def- you can't fight. You just have to be professional, keep it professional and ignore it, or trying to figure it out how to provide a very, um, I don't know, um, direct answer without yeah. any, I don't know, feelings, but it's super difficult. So I think that it's not like a, that it's worth the effort and the vibes. No, yeah, of course. I totally agree. Well, I would like to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me, like sharing your knowledge and all the tips. I'm sure it will help a lot to everybody that's listening. And well, thank you so much for being here. No, thank you very much, Maya. I'm very happy and, and very excited uh, to to be part of, of this uh, initiative. Definitely, I think that it's something like that. There's a lot of information. The, there's a lot of professional I have and and definitely the best way to share it is in this way, like in a conversation and like a very easygoing um, environment. And well, I hope that that this was helpful. <laughs> no, it's been a pleasant conversation. I've learned so much, and I think this wraps up our episode. So thank you so much. Bye. You're very welcome. Bye. That's all for today. Thank you all for joining us. For more ideas on how to grow your business with marketing and technology on your side, or a recap of our latest episodes, feel free to check out our 4Geeks global social media. If you need additional help to bring out the best in your business, don't be shy and get in touch with us at 4Geeks.io slash contact. See you soon with a new episode.